Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to our podcast. And today, I have a special guest in the building, and my guest in today's podcast started recording music early 2020. He has released two soundtracks for films and an album with 83 monthly listeners and 126 followers. One of his popular songs, I Hope You're Well. He has done some plays for Hannon Theater. He himself is also a Loyola alum, class of 2022, like myself. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Mr. Loyola himself, Lucas Philippone. What's up? How you doing? <laughs> you like that intro? Nice intro. Very clean. Very uh, to the point. <laughs> Hyped you up. Appreciate it, Gabe. I mean, you want to introduce, you know, beyond that intro? Yeah, sure. Uh, I've been doing music, uh, you know, in some capacity my whole life. It's It's been really uh, important to me. My dad really got me into it. Started off with piano lessons, a bit of drums, and picked up guitar around eighth grade. Um, had a, a little band thing going in middle school with a buddy of mine who played drums and, uh, you know, played in the choir at my grade school, um, played at choir at Loyola. And yeah, it was really nice uh, using the time during COVID to kind of spend some time studying the craft and, and getting my own thing going. It was a uh, yeah, it's, it's been a trip, but hopefully the start of a nice long journey. Yeah, so you, you mentioned a band. So, like, how long was that band, like, lasted for? Yeah, I'd say it was probably uh, about a year or two. We wrote a couple songs. I'm trying to get my buddy over maybe this winter break uh, to record that stuff and, and put it out. We had a little punk band called Chooch. Uh, <laughs> that was really, really fun. Uh, yeah, it's Italian for, like, a, just kind of a dumbass and we, we we thought that was that was pretty on on brand um so yeah that was a good time and we did a couple live performances uh, a lot of practicing like i said a couple songs it was uh yeah it was fun and then how did it all start with music like what got into uh, what made you got into music um it's uh, off the bat uh so my dad was in a band um growing up he did battle of the bands when he was my age um you know went to ut played at frats did did his whole thing and uh had a band in his early adulthood called squarehead in lubbock texas um playing and, and doing shows and kind of doing a local circuit and so when i was growing up we always had guitars pianos around the house uh, and, and playing instruments was really easy to get into uh, with my dad around. So I'd say it really all stems from him. And then, you know, having that stuff around and having someone who doesn't make you do it, but encourages you to was, was really, uh, really helpful for the development. And then do you plan on like playing at frats? <laughs> yeah, I've been doing research uh, going off to college. There seems to be a bit of, uh, interest at playing locally and, and a goal of mine is to try and find some kind of steady gig to play just so I can keep practicing keep writing new stuff new material and hopefully uh, have this be the start of a journey rather than the end of one you know yeah so would you say your dad is like the person that inspired you to make music oh for sure uh, a lot of my stuff that I'm writing you can hear hints of his stuff in there uh, whether that's the chords and how they sound or uh my dad has a very unique way that he solos um, a lot of sliding a lot of open notes um and so I, I pick that up too and on a couple of my tracks he's in there playing some stuff like on lonely morning he has a couple 
recurring riffs and uh he's helped me get my soloing together because soloing is definitely where uh, i've struggled in the past uh and you know we'll continue to to get better but there's definitely a strong influence coming from him uh, in a lot of what i do and then what would you say like the genre of music like you're like uh, putting out there yeah it's at the moment it's it's kind of uh i put it in the vein of maybe in indie rock alternative kind of music uh i'm trying to to write and just kind of let each song dictate the genre i'm not really trying to, to play to a genre um but i'd say at the moment it's it's mainly kind of alternative indie rock vibe um this last album uh i hope you're well i, I really try my best to put in a good mix of stuff so you know depending on the the progression where you listen it it can be towards the harder rock end or towards the more um, kind of cinematic style. Uh, but yeah, I just kind of, that's what's really fun about doing a lot of the stuff on my own is, is depending on how I'm feeling, depending on what I think the song needs, uh, I can really follow any direction. And then for making music, I've, there's always a creative process to it and I feel like it takes long. So for you, what does your creative process look like? Uh, if I had to define one, I'd say normally it starts with some chords. I, I just kind of pick up a guitar, mess around. Uh, I do a lot of voice memos on my phone, just kind of press record and, and see what comes out. And uh, yeah, a lot of it starts with just kind of that basic idea, whether it's a melody or just chords. Um, and then I try to just see what happens if I try to sing over it and what melody emerges. And then from there, um, that melody tends to have a couple words connected. Maybe I have a little bit of an idea of how I want the song to go. Um, but it's funny, uh, working on a full-length album kind of gave me a, a bit of a different perspective because, you know, before I had that goal in mind, it was really just song by song, what idea did I have? How can I follow it? But with an album, especially one that was so narratively driven, it was, uh, I'd say, probably a bit easier because I knew the pieces of the story, having worked with and writing short films and, and learning about story structure. I knew the pieces that I wanted to have um, and I was just kind of writing songs to, to fill those pieces in, in whatever capacity I could. Um, and I also had a couple old songs that I revamped for the album, um, which, which was fun and, and a, a good practice and something I'm sure I'll do in the future too. But yeah, it tends to start with that melody, a couple chords, and then grow from there. Uh, however, the song works and for me a lot of the creative process expands when I'm in the studio you know being able to sit down listen to stuff back and layer upon layer upon layer then you know come back in two days strip away what I've done write some new stuff it's it's uh it's you know it evolves as I continue and then you mentioned the studio like is it like at home studio or like do you like you know like how like professional like you know you go to like those like high-tech bougie studios Sure. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. I have, um, you know, just my dad being into music himself, uh, you know, growing up, we didn't just have guitars. We had a lot of mics and stuff, too, around the house. So I've been able to piece together a studio in my basement, um, which I think has been a blessing because, like I said, I could push myself working long hours and I don't really worry about paying anyone for studio time. So it's it's kind of just uh, been all me in my basement, listening to stuff back, mixing it as best as I could. Um, towards the end of this album process, I had a couple buddies of mine come over and uh, help me out, just kind of listening in, telling me whether they think something sounds good or not, and getting that outside opinion because, you know, you can get pretty tunnel vision when you're working on a project for 
five weeks at a time, you know, six weeks. Um, but yeah, it's, it's mainly taking place in my basement, uh, a little bit here and there on my laptop, but uh, I've had pretty much full creative control, which has, you know, been, been great. And then do you ever have like those like writer's block or like, you know, you just can't like find the right words or like you just don't know what to do with that, like a specific song? Oh, totally. That's a, that's a constant thing. Um, and I think the best way that I've found to move past it is just, uh, you know, stepping away and coming back, uh, you know, whenever I, I get stuck or whenever I think that, you know, a song will never be good enough, just kind of taking a breather, not thinking about it for a bit and then coming back has been really helpful. Um, it's funny, pretty early on um, in the finalization process, you know, last couple songs, I was getting a little bit nervous about the whole project and, and thinking, you know, is this something I even want to put out? Am I pushing myself too hard with my deadlines and stuff like that? And then I went back and I listened to the version of the title track, I Hope You're Well, that I had done. And I was like, yo, this is this is kind of sick. And, and just kind of listening back to it for the first time in two, three months, uh, it's, you know, very, it made me feel good about the process because, you know, having those fresh ears, it's, there's nothing quite like it. And uh, yeah, being able to, to take a step back and since it is, you know, all, all in my basement, having the, mm -hmm. the ability to move back and forth between tracks, that's been really helpful at getting past those, those slumps. And as of right now, since you're like a artist, that's a sing like a single artist, like, who would you most like, uh, you want to collaborate with? That's a great question. Uh, there are a couple people. I mean, in terms of my age group and in the area, uh, there are a ton of artists who I really admire, um, whether that's because of their creative ability or their social media skills or whatever, because nowadays that's the, just as big a part of being an accomplished artist as making good music. Um, there's this guy who's not too much older than me, I think mid twenties out in, uh, New York. I think he lives in Jersey, um, named Joe P and he's putting out some really, really great stuff. He has a big following on TikTok and Instagram and just kind of, uh, I think he's doing it right. Releasing little snippets and getting people super amped for his stuff before he puts it out. And he has a really unique vibe. Um, I believe his stuff right now, it's a solo project off of working with a band. Uh, and, you know, I, I love his stuff. Um, there's this girl from our side of town, Los Angeles, named Chloe Moser. She's fantastic, too. Um, just, you know, super excited about music and that kind of excitement's infectious. Um, but, yeah, I mean, really anyone who's who's willing to work with me who's down, uh, I, I kind of just love jamming. And uh, that's I think my next step in the progress is going to be getting a band together, getting, you know, someone on drums, someone on bass and being able to expand the creative process outside of my own head. Um, but yeah, those are just a couple of names that, that pop into my head. And then would there, like, if you can open up for a show for like any artist, any artist in the world, f famous or not famous, who would it be and why? Are we talking alive or dead or, or anyone ever, or, you know? Uh, let's, let's do, yeah, any, anyone, dead or alive. Um, I feel... You know, given my genre, uh, I really, there are a couple artists who I really, really, really admire. Um, you know, Pink Floyd is definitely up there in my top five for sure. Um, I'd love to open, mainly just to kind of see him perform on his own, um, Elliot Smith. I love Elliot Smith. Um, and 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like me opening for people, it's, it would probably be kind of selfish because it would be <laughs> getting there and then just kind of being able to hang out with the person. But yeah, Elliot Smith, Pink Floyd. Um, and so those those might be my top two. Right now, Phoebe Bridgers, she's like killing it. That would be incredible. Um, uh, who else? I just saw this band um, camp in concert. They seem like really cool guys. Opening for them would be great. Um, and yeah, Greta Van Fleet. I love Greta Van Fleet. So they'd be, they'd be cool too. I'd say those are those are a good list. Do you see yourself like uh, playing at Coachella? <laughs> I mean, maybe if, if they'd have me, uh, I think that's that's definitely you know down the road uh, if if it's there and um, it all starts with finding that band, you know, finding people to to play my stuff because the more and more I've been going out and and trying to show people my music, the more and more I'm realizing that a lot of it's hard to do with just me on an acoustic guitar. So I've been doing versions of songs, um, but I haven't really been able to do anything full-fledged. So if I can, can get a band together who shares my my vision, that'd be, you know, badass. Okay, so now we're going to move on to a quick segment. Okay. Which is, I'm going to ask you, like, a lot of questions, and then you just have 60 seconds to answer as many questions as you can. Okay, sure. That's rapid fire. Yeah, let's go. If you can relive one year of your life, what year would it be and why? Uh, shoot, maybe this last year has been very great. Uh, but maybe freshman year of, okay. of high school. Yeah, that's fun. Would you rather copy and paste or undo anything in real life? Uh, copy and paste. I don't really like the idea of, of you know forgetting stuff you've done. Uh, what's your guilty pleasure? Ooh, my guilty pleasure, probably um, choosing the music in the car. <laughs> if aliens come here right now, what are you going to do? Uh, probably hang out, say what's up, show them some music. <laughs> uh, what's it called? The last film that made you cry. Last film that made me cry, uh, Iron Giant. A uh, person you wish you never met. Wish I never met. Oh geez, uh, <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. I, I like everyone. I mean. Okay. Uh, are you happy in life right now? I'd say I am. Yeah, I'm a little nervous, but I'm I'm happy. And that's time. You, you smashed. You smashed it. Yeah. I just want to go back to the undo, the copy and paste and undo. So yeah. You, why do you pick that? Why did you? Well, I mean, I, I don't really you know maybe it's just me being so young but i don't really like thinking of getting rid of any memory that i've had you know all of it's been important in my in my progression and uh undoing stuff i feel would probably just mess with where i am right now you know like even covid was really helpful because it just gave me a lot of time to to think and and work on what i was working on okay because i i feel like for me because for me i i would do undo because i feel like the way you're thinking of it is like in a different sense than I was thinking of it. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, it was like, you know, if you make a mistake, undo, you know, you'll still have that memory and everything. Like, you know, you know, like, say, AP physics, right? The, sure. <laughs> you know, the test comes there, right? You know, you get your grade, oh, crap. Now, it was a bad grade, undo. But when sure. you, you can take it again, you already know the answers, you know how to do it. You, sure. I mean, that's like, you know, easy A. I mean, I guess in the sense of a, of a crappy grade, that might be, that might be helpful. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll go back to the more questions. 
<laughs> so speaking of uh, so AP Physic, we're going to go to school and obligations. So how do you balance the music with your other obligations? I mean, at a certain point, I kind of didn't, which, you know, for better or for worse, <laughs> it's the truth. Uh, towards the end of senior year, it got hard, you know, devoting as much time as I wanted to to either. Um, so I just kind of took a step back, was like, I've gotten into college. I'm happy where I am. You know, I can let go of the reins a little bit academically. And so I, I was uh, spending more time in my evenings working on music, which which made me happy, um, despite you know any consequences that may have occurred during AP season. And then you said you have performed before, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a couple times. Okay, so where have you performed? And then what was your favorite and least favorite venue? Um, so solo stuff, just me playing. Um, I've played in a couple of places. Uh, I played in Hermosa Beach at this place called the Resin Gallery. That was awesome. Um, I played uh, on Anton's, you know, talk show, uh, and we filmed it, and that was really great. Um, and uh, with my band, I played um, at Polytechnic at a little festival. That was really fun. I'd say though, I think the Resin Gallery was my favorite because. It was just such a good vibe, you know, a ton of kids my age who had listened to my stuff before and who were there just to support me. Like, it's such a supportive atmosphere that they have going on down there, especially with the, uh, you know, everything that they have um, in terms of just kind of building up the kids that they have around them. You know, it's it's a place where visual artists go, um, people who make film, people who make music. It's just kind of a everyone's there to, to build everyone up. And that was just kind of nice to see, you know? And you said you perform at Polytechnic. What, do you know what campus? Uh, yeah, so Polytechnic, it's a, there's a high school, grade school uh, in Pasadena, right? Mm -hmm. You know, a couple streets from me. So that's, uh, it was just kind of on their lawn. They had a, a couple acts going and that's where I performed with my, you know, punk band. And, <laughs> and then what was your least favorite venue to perform at? Um, I'd say at times performing, because I really got my start in live performance in choir, um, at times performing in the choir at my grade school could be just kind of, I don't, I don't want to say annoying, but, uh, I didn't love it at times because I was on the drums and I wanted to do my own thing. And a lot of times they just wanted me to play a simple beat and keep it in, you know, just stay locked. And so that the 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 limitations of that were at times uh, you know, not not the most fun. But yeah, I've I've really been fortunate. I've I've played a lot of really just fun uh, events. And then uh, so for getting like those events, like you know, going to those places, like how does that come about? Like, do you like? email them or like do you just have like people like telling you oh bro like you know this place they're like having a gig you know you should like sign up for it mm -hmm. I, it's a combination um at least with the more recent stuff it's been a lot of uh you know through social media someone sends me a post hey you should sign up you should audition whatever um but you know early on starting out it was mainly just volunteer um a lot of the times at least with you know someone on drums or someone on some kind of auxiliary instrument um 
just kind of showing up and saying, hey, I know how to play is uh, I found enough. Um, but yeah, it, it's been more nerve wracking as of recent because, you know, it's putting myself out there, showing people my stuff, but then whether they like it or not is what decides whether I'm out there. And then do you get paid for those or, the, you know, you just do it for fun, like, you know, for free just to entertain the people? Yeah, I, I got my, I think my gig at the Resin Factory was my first paid gig and I got 30 bucks off of tips. They kind of split it amongst all the performers and that was super rad. Um, I think I went out and got myself like a lunch with that or something. And it was, it was just a, it was fun. I saw it in my, in my Venmo, like 30 bucks for thank you for the show. And that was really, really cool to see. And then do you have any upcoming shows? Nothing right now. I'm, I'm just kind of hanging out, um, getting ready for college. You know, I ship off in, what, 20, 19 days. And so I'm, I'm, you know, soaking up the last couple moments I have in my home studio. I'll be bringing some recording equipment uh, to college and working on some stuff there, writing for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of soaking up the soaking up the moments with friends, family. I mean, I think that's everyone's go to, you know, so you can go, uh, a lot of memory with friends and family for college. Yeah. And then, like, so when you go to college, like, how are you going to record, like, you know, your songs or, like, you know, like, are you going to, like, dorming? You're going to, like, are you the single or is it, like, you know, there's a studio, like, they have there or, like, how's you, how you, how's it going to work? Yeah, I'm not sure what facilities they have. I saw there's um, capabilities to take a, you know, I think it's a course. Um, something like that where you basically just get to work in a studio and learn how equipment works and that sounds like fun but uh, I have a, a little recording interface and a Pro Tools subscription and really at the end of the day that's that's all you need so I'll bring a couple cables I'll bring an acoustic guitar a mic um, and just do some stripped back stuff see see what I can uh, come up with and then when you you mentioned about performing and you know all those great venues and uh, do you like follow a process or like ritual before like a performance to get rid of like the nerves or a performance anxiety? I think just practicing, um, knowing the way to go. And then, um, you know, my background in theater just helps whenever things do go wrong because they always do. Either that's, you know, missing a lyric or singing a verse the wrong order or something like that. Thankfully, I'm not big enough uh and people don't know my stuff well enough that they can pick out those mistakes there's like oh it's a fun version um but yeah just kind of going with the flow not letting little mistakes uh freak me out and um yeah just making sure to to be there in the moment rather than getting stuck in my own head um however i do that you know drink some water who knows have you ever like actually forgotten a verse or like you know just like you know arrange uh, like switch like the verse or chorus around Totally. Yeah, for sure. Um, this one moment at that uh, gig in Hermosa Beach, I think I was playing a song that I have called uh, Nobody Knows. It's on the album. It was a, a shortened version of that, like a radio edit. And I totally just, you know, didn't sing one of the pre-courses. And I think I switched around the second and third verse. And it was, you know, the kind of thing where I had to think on the fly because I knew the verses, but... <laughs> didn't know the first word of the next verse, so I had to like look at my little cheat sheet and, and figure that out. And, yeah. So you always have like a, uh, your a lyrics on in front of you just, just in case you forget? Yeah, I like it. It's uh, something I did at that show. It was really helpful, just the order of the songs and then the first word of each verse, just to, to get going. 
you know, what qualities do you think like makes you a great musician and artist? Uh, that's a great musician. You're, you're giving me a lot of credit with that, but <laughs> I mean, I, something that I've always admired uh, in people who I, I, you know, try to live up to, I guess, is an ability to not work by a formula. Um, a lot of my songs don't follow, you know, the verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, bridge, like structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just kind of, a lot of people who I, I look up to just kind of let a song form and, and whether that's, um, you know, in a solid structured format with a catchy melody or in just more of a free form kind of way. I've always admired that. And then on top of that, um, the artists who, uh, you know, look at stuff and, and do it from a narrative process rather than just saying words. Um, I look up to that a lot too. And I think that really influenced the way that I recorded this album and, and structured it out was that whole story driven um, you know, process. And speaking of your album, going back to it, how did you come up with, you know, the title of the album and like, you know, how did like, you know, pictures, you know, like the graphics and stuff, how did that come about? I mean, everything kind of came together slowly, you know, the, the whole, the idea of it emerged after I had recorded and released uh, two or three of the songs. And I was just looking back on them and thinking about, Hey, I should get an album together. And they just kind of fit together as pieces of a, of a story. I um, recorded and put out um, Lonely Morning most recently, but I'd written Come Into the Fold I'd written um, a little bit of Nobody Knows and just kind of that structure, it, it felt like there was something there. And so I was thinking about it and one day um, the phrase, I hope you're well, just kind of came to me. I don't really remember exactly how it happened, but I remember I was out in the schoolyard um, and it just kind of popped into my head. So I wrote it down um, and it just made me think because my mom had always been telling me, you got to write some songs about COVID. You're going to want to have some kind of memory of what's going on and, and, you know, trying to make it positive. And so the whole thought, I hope you're well, made me think of like a phone call, talking to someone you hadn't talked to in a long time. And that's kind of all I had at first. And then I started writing the track, I hope you're well, which because I knew I wanted a big opening, like overture style track. And I started writing, I hope you're well. And, um, in that track, I just happened to say "Lowly Dreamer" upon the boulevard. Um, when I was, you know, chiseling it together, I just started playing, and those words came out. And I was like, "Okay, who is this character, the Lowly Dreamer?" Because um, he seems to fit with the narrative that I already had. And I went to a thrift store and tried to find some clothes that worked. And I had this trench coat, and I had this image of a, a briefcase with a phone on it, um, and just kind of like these little, like separate entities. And as I, you know pieced it together it just seemed to work I was like lowly dreamer what is that uh, maybe it's someone with a lot of dreams but they're lowly okay so they're like maybe kind of oppressed a little bit hidden behind darker clothing so that idea of pants with rips in it with this bright fabric coming through came out and I had the phone um, and this thought of I hope you're well okay how can that work in maybe the phone's like a tether maybe it's like physical back like just whatever because um being uh, kind of more in that narrative uh, headspace made me think a lot more metaphors and how I could make the imagery match the music and kind of add to it. 
Um, and yeah, so it was all just separate little pieces that came together over a long time, um, but just kind of with that whole goal of having everything mean something. And then I know, cause when I, on Spotify, I know like when, before the albums and everything, like when I was, I, it was like in, in physics, you know, you to, told Noblesse about, you know, your songs. I know mm -hmm. back then, like, you know, the pictures was like, also just like a mountain view or something like that. And then now you have, you know, an actual like, you know, pic, like picture of like, that was from your album. So like, did you take the pictures or like, you get any professional help? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm fortunate in that a lot of the process it in terms of the wider media apart from the music, I was working with some friends of mine really closely. Uh, early on during COVID, I started out recording music for some friends' short films, and one of those friends, um, Xander Alvarado, um, came in and helped me realize the vision a lot more. We were talking about locations. Um, you know, my buddy Dane Utley, you know all these names, but I'll, just, yeah, I'll put yeah. them out there. Xander Alvarado, Dane Utley, RJ Tyler, Clinton Valencia, like they kind of all came together to, to help me recognize these ideas. And then Jacob Oriol, incredible artist, is the one who did um, the visuals for me. He did the single cover for Suddenly Suspended, Forever's Nevermore, and the um, final cover for I Hope You're Well, as well as the back for when the vinyl or CD or whatever comes out. But those are all behind me right there and then i have forever's nevermore right up here yeah, um, but yeah it was it was super collaborative yeah and how much do you plan to sell those like vinyls and cds for <laughs> it's funny i'm i'm kind of just keep them uh uh they're they're currently just in the air but uh i'll try and make them affordable um i don't know i, I just like having the idea of uh, like a physical copy of whatever that you can like hold um, but then again, I don't really want to ride the wave, you know, two years later, release the vinyl for the album that came out two years ago. So uh, I'm trying to, to have that be a process that comes out soon, but it's hard with college and, and, and all that. And it's also expensive to do. So we'll see. And then, so I was going to say, I had something in my head, but I forgot. No worries. Oh, was like, crap. Oh God. Okay, now so let's go to the soundtracks of the the films of the from Runaway Studios. Mm -hmm. So yeah. did that? So was Runaway Studios? Was that the first like I guess like major, major like single like song you ever put out for them? Um, so the first stuff I recorded and released was for Runaway. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the first big project was Chloe, and for that. I was like, I want to make a score. I want it to sound like, you know, orchestra, that whole vibe. Um, and then the next film I worked on with Dumb Bridges, I thought, okay, I've done a score. Now I want to try and do a soundtrack, like songs. And so that was my first time writing music for film um, and like trying to match the vibe with lyrics as well. And uh, my song Boy came from that. Um, heavy hitter people love which is funny because initially i wrote it just kind of be a you know a, a pretty song at the start of a movie um but yeah it's 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 just kind of fun having that whole process evolve and, and you know from project to project i'm just trying to keep it interesting for me as well as for people who listen and then you know like you know how you watch youtubers you know like they're doing some gameplay you know you hear like you know they have music in the background how would you feel like you know when your favorite YouTubers or an upcoming YouTuber, you know, 
they use one of your songs in the background like and like you, you listen to it how how are you feeling that'd be so awesome uh really just i get so much joy from hearing people just enjoy what i'm making you know and at times it's a little bit you know i i don't say cringy but just because I've, I've worked on it for so long uh sometimes it can be a little bit weird to, to listen to um and have people be like yo this is sick um but anyone who who uses my stuff and appreciates it i'm just so grateful and, and it's such a dream come true even though i'm very small right now like not even 200 followers not even you know a thousand monthly listeners it's it's still just really special to see and hear and uh do you have any artistic collaboration plans in the future with anyone? There are some close family friends of mine who I've I've written with, and I want to get on some tracks. Um, one of them's at USC right now, and the others uh, at I believe Fashaw. Um, and they're fantastic. The female vocals, I think, are are something that I can really add to my stuff. And and I'm working on a track right now with my friend Anton. Um, that we wrote uh, a little bit ago so we're we're getting that together he's just starting to release stuff too Anton Dionisio on on all platforms let's go um, but yeah it, it just kind of friends I want to work with people who are also doing what I'm doing and enjoying it um, but then again you know I, I like to say that I'm awful to work with because <laughs> being in my basement for so long I can do I'm, I'm very much a perfectionist and so I'm getting better at it, but there can be moments where I'm down here for two days working on one lyric because I want to get right. And uh, so I'm 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 gonna grow as a person before I you know subject anyone else to working with me creatively. But no, all jokes aside, I'm I'm just kind of it's been really cool making music right now because so many people are doing it, um, and it's just so fun to see everyone doing their own thing. You know, at Loyola we have uh, Dreamscape, and and they're so fun to see live. Just such a blast. I just saw this other concert at um, The Smell in LA with Inky Scratches. They're fantastic too. And just, it's fun to see um, the whole scene just kind of be so alive. And then if you can like pick any artist, like what artist, like which artist would you want to feature on? I think featuring with, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the most attainable would be those friends um, that I have. My, my friend Addie, um, she's the one at USC, uh, is so fantastic. Like her vocals, her harmony, the way that she thinks, the way that she writes is just like next level awesome. She's at, in an acapella group at USC right now, um, working this summer in New York. And I, I'd say working with her would be fantastic. I, I have... I've had this idea for a very long time for another narrative-based album. Um, and as that comes together, uh, I'd love to, to you know, get with her and, and figure that out. How about like major artists like Giveon or like uh, Justin Bieber? Daniel Caesar is awesome. I don't know if I'd quite fit his vibe, but he's awesome. And uh, I feel like he's really fun to work with. So I, I'd say probably Daniel Caesar. And then like, for your songs to post like how is it easy or hard like to post your songs on spotify or like yeah it's uh it's really i at least i think never been easier to do it um i use this program not sponsored or anything uh <laughs> but just shout out so great. 
uh, DistroKid, it's, it's, you know, most kids who I know who are putting stuff out on Spotify and whatever, um, use that service. Uh, you can't really get onto any of those platforms unless you have a distributor or a label. So for independent artists, it's just kind of the goal. It's like a monthly subscription, maybe yearly. I don't really remember, but it's super cheap. It's like 10, 15 bucks or something like that. Um, and you can put out unlimited songs um, under your own name on all of these major platforms. And it's, you know, super affordable and, and super uh, easy to get out there. Yeah, I was, I was checking like, uh you are on the spot. I was like, "Damn, verified artist!" Everything like that. Verified, you know, YouTube from artists, like all that stuff, uh, for a super cheap price. So it's been great. And then do you plan on like making a music video? I do. I I have a couple kind of music videos. We just kind of called them snippets, um, for this album that were you know fully produced, put together, color graded with special music for them. Um. And those are really fun to do. And a full-length music video would be a blast. Um, I got to find a time, but <laughs> it, would be, it would be really, really fun to do. And what's next with you for music? It's a really good question. Um, I, I have a couple ideas of what I'd like to do, um, but nothing really concrete. It's funny. For the longest time, I've been saying that I want to get super into electronica. And like, you know, all synths and all that stuff. And that'd be a blast. Um, but uh, for me, it's so song by song that I guess we'll just see what, what comes out. And um, right now I'm just trying to, to write some more stuff, get some stuff together. Um, yeah, that, that other album I've been thinking of and, and kind of working on in the back of my head would be fun. And I think right now I'm just, I'm taking a little breather, writing, figuring it out. And uh, hopefully some new stuff will be coming out this fall and this winter. I know, like, you know, musicians and artists, like, they always have, like, some, like, songs in their phone or, like, you know, drive that, you know, it's not released and they might never release it, like, because they might think, you know, it's, like, trash or, like, you know, whatnot. Yeah. Do you have any of those? Oh, I have tons of those. I have, <laughs> I have a million half-written songs. And uh, there's one song um, called Only Yesterday that was going to be on the album, but didn't make the cut, uh, which will totally be on a, a single or whatever. It's a little piano piece. Um, but yeah, I, I have. So if you, you know, looked at my phone for five minutes, you could find 15. Uh, they're all just little ideas in there that, that are just, I'm percolating on, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out with time. <laughs> and then you say you had to cut that song. So I'm assuming you had a lot of songs listed in your mind for the album and then cutting it like was it an easy process or was it just like easy easy or difficult yeah i mean it was uh that was hard for me because i really really like that song um but just you know because i wanted the album to flow and have this kind of vibe that just permeated throughout it um listening to everything in sequence it just didn't quite fit the same feeling so it definitely works with my sound and it definitely um it is a you know a fun song to play and i think it has some meaning to it uh, but just in in sequence it just always stuck out a little bit um and you know i was gunning for okay i needed to be this album to be over 40 minutes it needs to be over 40 minutes and so that's kind of part of why i kept it in there for so long um but the more i just kind of let go of that idea and just let the music do the talking it just uh it didn't quite fit and 
there were a couple other ideas that didn't quite fit too um that i had to strip back on but you know everything will will come out in due time or i might play it live or whatever and then uh, are you the artist to like you know listen to your own <laughs> song in the car with, with your friends or just by yourself i mean sometimes sometimes i'm in the mood i mean a lot of the times when i write music I, i try to write it as something that i would listen to because i think that's the most fun way to do it because you know if you're in the studio for eight months working on a project it, it you know it's really hard when you don't like what you're listening to right so at times it's been a while since i have um just because this summer i'm really trying to find new stuff and, and expand my own musical taste but uh yeah i i catch myself every once in a while listening to a song just because I like them when they're and they're fun. And they're for me. You know, whenever I I put a song on, I think of the time I was writing it and what was going through my head and and all that. And you know, I think that's the coolest thing about putting out music right now is just having that time capsule that sticks around with you. And it's almost like a like a, a photo book, you know. Yeah, I feel that. And uh, God, my memory is going off today. <laughs> for. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, oh, I remember now. What was your favorite like song to record and like make? My favorite? Um, like you had the most fun with, you know, like it was like you had fun, like, you know, you probably had like some good memories with your friends because I, I know like example, Runaway Studios when I had Clinton and uh, Xander on, they told me about Chloe thing, like how they were like joking, like they were laughing a lot because like, you know, they're like, like laughing a lot because of like the production like how it was like really dark and like all the yeah, jokes yeah. totally I, i think for me one of the most fun songs to do um even though it was hard at times was i'd say probably day to day that was a song that i wrote for um xander alvarado's film uh afflictum which came out forever ago And there's a version on SoundCloud of that song, a very early version of that song. It sounds so different. It's like very, very indie versus now it's, you know, much more driving rock and roll. Um, and that song, it was just really fun because every, even though it took probably, I wouldn't say maybe the longest, but maybe the second longest on the entire album to finish. Um, it was just, it was fun. Every time I came back to it, there was something new I had in my head and the vocal ended up being this really raspy, you know, low tone that is so different from anything else I've ever sung, but just, you know, fun to do. Um, and at the end, I have these fun little ad libs where you listen to them on their own without the song and it sounds so goofy. Um, but altogether, it's, it's, uh, it was fun because it not only sounds, sounds nice, but it was, uh, you know, a creative endeavor to get to. <laughs> and do you have any uh do you have a song that you know you weren't like it wasn't your favorite thing to record i'd say nobody knows was really really hard to do <laughs> um even though a lot of people really really like it um getting to the point where it is now it was just it was tough because it's such a a stripped back song you know it's kind of just guitar and vocals for a majority of it. And there's a little bit of strings in there. Drums come in as like crescendo moments, but it's, it's as a, an artist and someone who's, you know, relatively new to all this stuff, hearing your own voice is really, really hard. Um, at least for me, it has been. And so finding that balance of 
having the vocal be loud enough, but at the same time, not overpowering and, you know, getting a good take. It was just definitely grinding away um, at the, at the chopping block, but I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm happy with how it came out. Um, all these songs, like I could totally have spent another seven months on the whole project, but I think just getting it out and being done with it and moving on, uh, it, it's an important step of the process too. Almost just as important as, you know, starting to write is finishing it in a, in a way that doesn't kill you. And editing, like, you know, the music, you know, adding the ad libs, you know, some, you know, all those stuff. Do you have like a, you know, your friends, you have your friends like helping out do it or like, you know, like when I say friends, you know, like you send them like this, like this stuff, like they kind of like put it together in a sense, like, you know, in a, your vision, they send it back to you, you, t you, you know, you tell them, you know, do this and that, or like, do you just like edit the whole thing yourself? I did all of the mastering on my own, but I brought some friends in to get their voices on the album. Um, on the first track, I Hope You're Well, at the very end um, is my friend Clinton's voice. He's like on the phone or whatever. Uh, in which one? Suddenly Suspended, I have uh, my friend Miles Caldwell and Owen Roberts. They have vocals on there. They're laughing in like the little interlude middle section um in uh which one track nine i have dane otley doing um harmonies and i have rj tyler having a little ad-lib vocal moment um lower grand the last track on the album is just sandra alvarado talking which i brought in vocals from a lot of people who i care about um, and that's just going to be a fun thing because as the album, uh, you know, matures, uh, they'll be a part of that whole process. And the last question, what advice would you have for someone wanting to follow your footsteps? I'd say there are a lot of better people to follow, <laughs> <laughs> you know, more drive or more vision or whatever, but it really, I think the hardest part is just getting started, um, for any song, for any anything, like getting it off the ground floor from just that basic idea to a fully fledged thing can be hard and scary. And, and the, I think the the best thing to do, even though it is kind of tough, is just roll with the punches and, and get through it. Um, because, you know, just releasing something, no matter the how perfect it is in your eyes, if you feel like it's a nice reflection of where you are as a person. It's nice to have out there. Like that's been, I think the coolest part about recording and putting stuff out at a relatively regular basis since 2020 has been going back and listening to that most early stuff versus now and just seeing how much I've grown as an artist and how much I've matured as a, as a you know, recording um, individual and seeing that growth and having art not be all about perfection, but more about just kind of expanding your interests. Uh, I think that's that's the best way to do it in in my eyes. And, you know, I'm going to college. I'm not looking to get signed tomorrow. At the moment, this is just kind of fun. And it's it's a it's a really nice way to express myself. Um, and I think coming coming to it from that angle rather than, oh, I need to have a hit single tomorrow uh, has just been the most rewarding thing. So I'd say that's that's the advice I'd give. That's some good advice. Well, thank you, Lucas, for coming on. I mean, you want to shout anything out? Uh, yeah. <laughs> shout out Runaway Studios, of course. 
Um, shout out all my boys at Loyola, uh, getting their stuff together. Dreamscape, I think they're either having or they just had their last concert. Great band, check them out too. Uh, like I said, Anton Dionisio starting to put stuff out. Um, but yeah, like shout out all emerging artists who are who are you know putting stuff out. That's it's sick to see and you know keep doing what you're doing. Shout out Gabe for getting me on here. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm surprised you didn't shout your own like you didn't shout oh, yourself. Oh yeah, <laughs> came out June 30th. Uh, I hope you're well on all streaming platforms. Uh, Lucas Philippone. Uh, just check me out. I think you'll like it. 43 minutes of, I hope, good listening to music. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Instagram yeah, all this, yeah. at LGX. All his links will be down below, you know. <laughs> that was just funny how you forgot to plug yourself in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, until next time. Peace. <laughs>